Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 532. It's going to be an internal discussion between me and my great co-host, Adrian. Um, we're going to be finishing off our discussion around transition transitional and marketing emails and we're going to move on the discussion about what CRMs are, um, what the difference between Groundhog and some of the SaaS competitions, some of their strengths and weaknesses. It should be a great show and a great discussion. So Adrian, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hi everyone, my name is Adrian. I am the CEO and founder of Groundhog. We help small businesses that use WordPress, launch their funnel and grow their list and scale their business. Yeah, and before we go into the main part of the discussion, I just want to mention one of our great sponsors, and that's Kinster. Kinster's been sponsoring the show for over three years now. Um, it's a great WordPress um, hosting provider. If you have a site yourself or you have a client site, a WooCommerce site, a learning management system like Lifter, LMS, um, you need better hosting, and that's what you get with Kinsta. Um, they've got all the bells and whistles. Um, they've got um, Google um, Framework. They've got their own um, interface, which is lovely to use, and they've got great support. So if that sounds interesting for yourself or your clients, go over to Kinsta, have a look at what they've got to offer. I suggest that you buy one of their packages and also tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic Show. Um, so, Adrian, we went we went deep into, um, you know, the ins and outs of ch- different types of email. Now, we're going to go on to CRMs. And as I was saying you in our pre-chat, um, I think even the title causes some confusion because there, there, there's different versions of CRMs, aren't there? There are. Uh, so... CRM is kind of like the catch-all term we use in the industry to classify a large variety of types of software. So CRM, for anyone who doesn't know, boils down to customer relation management system. Oh, just one thing, Adrian, your sound's just a little bit too boosted. You just turn it down a notch. How's that? Yeah, that's a bit brown. Better? Okay. Yep. So... CRM stands for Customer Relation Management System. It envelops a variety of tools simply because the names for these other tools are are a mouthful. So at the top end, you have something like Salesforce, which to all intents and purposes is a glorified database that contains all of your business's customer information and there are add-ons and plugins that you can use to access that information in different ways. For example, managing a sales pipeline or uh, building an email list or uh, providing a method for your salespeople to uh, extract information. If you're doing like some sort of call center thing, you can pull data from Salesforce, put it on a computer and say, call this person and then track the activity and that person's sales process. So that's what we would call kind of just like a, just just the CRM component. There are a few CRMs for WordPress that are also just the customer relation component, which is you can view contact data, 
You can access that content data. You can use that in a variety of ways, either by clicking a call now button or sending them a one-off email. Uh, and that is typically what a CRM is. Now, the term has expanded as there are more software companies entering the market with a variety of different tools that enhance the CRM component. So customer information and collecting that and storing that in place is great, but how exactly do we use that information and how do we use that information in order to turn a profit? How do we actually turn the information that we have into money? Because that's what's really important at the end of the day. So then enter tools like Infusionsoft, HubSpot, ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit, Groundhog, uh, are all businesses that have a CRM component uh, as part of their software stack, but they also introduce something called marketing automation. Now, marketing automation is what we use to actually turn the customer data that we have into something that can make money by automating follow-up emails to people who enter our funnel, by sending out broadcast emails about sales, by sending text messages to people's phones as reminders for appointments. So marketing automation allows us to automate a lot of customer communication so that we don't have to hire armies of call centers to do that for us. And that's a little bit confusing. Saying marketing automation platform is a little bit more of a mouthful than saying CRM. Because all if you just say map, marketing automation platform, map doesn't really convey you know, what we're trying to talk about. But CRM is now kind of like this catch-all term, but there are two kinds. So there's the one that has the customer database plus all of the automation features that allow us to use that data to communicate with them. And then there are just the CRMs, which is just the Yeah, it seems obvious, but it does cause, a, it does cause quite a bit of um, confusion because a lot of people say, oh, Salesforce will do everything. And uh, I'm not sure uh, about that, but I think it does cause confusion. So would I be correct in saying that Infusionsoft was the kind of grand idea of this whole marketing automation platforms. Was it one of the first on market? Would you agree with that? It was one of the first on market that was accessible to small businesses. It wasn't the first, but it was the first accessible one for the small business vertical. So they were kind of like the granddaddy of the active campaign and and the convert kits and, and all of that stuff. They certainly came first in the small business sector. Um, larger businesses had automated customer communication, but it was, you know, powered by literally legions of developers. (laughs) So it wasn't exactly what I would call accessible technology. Uh, So, yeah. So you say small businesses, but um, I got the impression, and I don't know if that was, um, uh, this was because of the actual complexity of Infusionsoft. The reason I can ask these questions to Adrian is that he was a certified Infusionsoft consultant and he knows a lot about every aspect of this particular industry. So Adrian, you know, you say small businesses, I suppose if you put it in the terms that you just, I can see why you said small businesses, but um I don't know if it was a consequence of how the software was developed or it was a, a chosen business model, but they seem to really, you seem 
unless you spent an enormous amount of time and, and became a certified consultant yourself, that you literally had to hire somebody like yourself to set up Infusionsoft. Am I correct in that impression or is that not totally the truth? I was a former Infusionsoft certified partner, so I can only speak from my experience as also being a partner. Uh, and I don't have any sort of insight into their boardroom meetings in order to determine, you know, their, their specific strategy. Um, their, their software was above the heads of, of most typical entrepreneurs. Uh, and you need a little bit of know-how. They charged onboarding fees in order to train people and, and do the initial setup. And also they would highly recommend that you onboard us with a certified partner in order to help your small business with the majority of the setup. Um, this was a win for the small business. This was a win for the agency. And this was also, of course, a win for Infusionsoft, at least in their minds. Uh, it was a little bit of a higher investment. They didn't really want to work with the solo promoter DIYers. They wanted established businesses with yeah. teams and they wanted the people who could afford the higher price point. So that's, that's where their market was. And they... Uh, associated and aligned their products and their fees with that. So it did, in the, at, at least in the later stages, until Keep came around, Infusionsoft was really out of their reach. And what is what is Keep about? Then, how do you see Keep in the how it fits into the present market? Uh, well, Keep Keep, at least in, in my view, was an attempt to bring it down back to. Uh, servicing the small entrepreneurs and DIYers and, and, and having a product that was accessible to those people while maintaining a product that was accessible and usable by large organizations and, and kind of like the small business of 50 people and up, right? When we think small business, we think mom and pop, like five people at most. Infusionsoft's classification of small business is like, you know, more than a million dollars a year in revenue, multiple people you know, doing, doing high volume sales and, and all of that good stuff. So that's, that's where Infusionsoft is targeted. And then Keep was, was an attempt. I don't really know if it was successful because I'm no longer part of that community. Yeah. Um, but Keep was an attempt to bring Infusionsoft down to a more accessible level for your, your, our, our conception of what a small business is. So let's move on to another big player or in email marketing, and that's MailChimp. So MailChimp, I've, I think I've, I'm correct. I could be correct in saying it's been a little bit slow about um, entering the marketing automation sector, but it seems to be determined to like in the email side of its platform to become a big player. So at the present moment, how would you classify MailChimp's um, marketing optimization and email platform? Basic. Um, here's the thing about MailChimp. MailChimp is wildly profitable. <laughs> they, uh, they basically have a license to print money. Like they, I, I spoke, I was at a conference, a big conference, Collision, the biggest tech conference in the world, was hosted here in Toronto last year. And I went and I pitched and presented. And I met the founder of a guy named Lemonade. Lemonade was an e-commerce provider, which was acquired by MailChimp. Uh, and he uh, was walking around with you know heavy pockets because he was pretty happy. <laughs> and uh, they got they they have just like so much, so they can invent, they can throw as many developers at a problem as they want in order to make something that's effective. Currently, as far as I've been following their implementation of marketing automation of the platform, it's basic. But here's the thing: 
who's their user base, right? It's basic, right? People who just want to like send out an email to the 500 people on their list. It's, it, you don't see Fortune 500 companies using MailChimp, right? That's just, that's not what they do because then that's not their audience. So they're not interested in creating these massively complex and convoluted marketing automation tools because their core audience wouldn't be successful with them. That's why, you know, Infusionsoft has certified partners and I myself have a certified partner program and an active campaign has a certified partner program is because there's people who specialize in our tools in order to help people adopt them. MailChimp's marketing automation doesn't need certified partners because guess what? It's simple enough that everybody can understand it. And, you know, kudos to them for developing a product that is usable by their core audience and when people need more, guess what? They leave MailChimp and they go get something else. And, and they're totally cool with that because they're just as easily replaced. You know, MailChimp does a serious amount of volume and they're not, you know, their implementation of marketing automation, I don't believe, would, is dependent on their success or their success is not dependent rather on having a marketing automation feature comparable to active campaign, for example. Yeah, I think that's a really good, fantastic insight and synopsis of them. So let's go on to Active Campaign. What do you see their strengths and weaknesses then, Adrian? Active Campaign is kind of like the one size fits all tool. You can you can go in as a small business and you can go in as a large organization and still be able to extract value from Active Campaign. Uh, it is both simple and complex at the same time. Uh, so you can kind of get as powerful with it as you want. The only drawback I find to, to active campaign is the pricing. So if you're a larger organization and you're not using active campaign for to its fullest extent, you're still paying for it. Uh, and active campaign can get quite expensive as your list grows. Um, there are several people that I know who have lists of 25,000 people on active campaign paying close to $1,000 USD per year. So that's, uh, that's, that's quite the investment, especially if you're not really utilizing its, its capabilities and you don't have, right? So the question becomes, is active campaign making more money than what I'm spending on it? That, that's the thing. So it's it's also hard to extract specific numbers because if since it's a SaaS platform, it doesn't really correlate data easily between orders. For example, your WooCommerce website, unless you're doing all the e-commerce through Active Campaign, which they do support, I believe. Um, so if you're using an external e-commerce source, it's hard to correlate that data. So it's also hard to see the numbers. Like this email, for example, made a hundred dollars, which covers like my Active Campaign bill for this month or whatever or this specific funnel or the specific automation is responsible for sending this amount of traffic to our pricing page, which then correlated into however many dollars. This is tracking that we provide in Groundhog, which we find really useful is we're able to identify which emails and which funnels are actually generating revenue if you're using a payment platform like WooCommerce or EDD, for example. So what about Drip, which... Um was an independent company, I think it was over over two years now, was bought up from uh, lead pages. Um, how, how do you see them in the market? Well, if you're using an e-commerce website, like that's Drip, right? Drip, Drip, Drip is active campaign specifically designed for e-commerce is essentially how I look at it. Um, it's pretty comparable to all of the various different features that all of the other marketing automation providers do. Um, it has some specific 
e-commerce features, like specific abandoned cart sequences and stuff like pre-activated and pre-installed. And it easily integrates with a lot of your like WooCommerce and your Shopify and your EDD and all of those different payment providers already. They have those integrations built out and ready to go. So that's how I would classify it. It's like if you're looking for a SaaS platform that's dedicated specifically to an e-commerce website, then Drip is kind of like where... Here we go. If you're in the SaaS market, if you're not in the SaaS market, and you want to as a WordPress plugin. There are other uh, there are other solutions. There's Groundhog. There's Automate yeah. Woo. There's uh, like WooCommerce follow-ups. I think it's called. So there's a few uh, open source solutions for the e-commerce market specifically. And uh, oh, I forgot its name. That you mentioned it. The um, oh god. Um, well, there's HubSpot. There's. Yeah, this mentioned HubSpot. What's what was your feelings about HubSpot? So HubSpot uh, kind of has an interesting an interesting gimmick. So they have uh, their CRM component. So I, I went on a whole spiel about how there's when you have to talk about CRM, right? It can mean either just CRM, so just a contacts area where you can look at contacts and not really do anything with it. Uh, and then there's the marketing automation component, which actually allows you to use that data in some kind of useful way by creating a conversation and driving them to your checkout page in order to generate revenue or take care of fulfillment, right? CRM on its loan is not exactly useful or not incredibly useful. HubSpot's CRM, so just that CRM contact database component, no matter how big your list is, is free. Uh, which is kind of a unique strategy that they've adopted. So no matter how many contacts, if you might have 100,000 people in your CRM, it's free. Here's the catch. As soon as you want to introduce pipeline, funnels, marketing automation, email marketing, any of that stuff, get prepared to empty your wallet uh, because a monthly monthly cost for marketing automation for a list of... 500 contacts. I actually have it on my pricing page. So let me go pull it up. So the monthly cost for the marketing automation component alone, not including all of their other features alone, is $800 a month for 500 people on your list. So that means if you, you know, got started with HubSpot and you put 10,000 people on your list in your CRM and you add marketing automation, you are going to be paying upwards of $2,000 a month right off the bat. And that doesn't include the setup fee, which they also charge, <laughs> which is like another $2,500 or whatever it is. So uh, the CRM component is free until you actually need to do something with that information. So that's kind of like the gimmick that they, go, they got going on. So it's a bit of a hybrid, but it soon becomes a very expensive hybrid. Yes. Uh, very, very, very pricey. Um, I, they can charge that because the kind of business that they work with is very specific. Um, specifically businesses that shrug at spending $2,000 a month on something, right? That's not you. That's not me. That's not a lot of people uh, in the WordPress community. Maybe some, but certainly not many. Um, that's they, they operate in the medium business category. So when you say small and medium SMB or SMB, that, that, that's where they are. They're at the top of the small business to... Between the 5 and 50 million? Yeah, that's, that's, that's where they are. Yeah. 
So really, um, in the same, in some ways, the same ground as um, Infusionsoft. Really. Not quite. Infusionsoft is still still under that. Right. They're they're still under that. Um, but yeah, they're they're up there. I, well, it's always crazy because I get I get people come on our Facebook chat on the website and they say, "Hey, listen, I'm currently using HubSpot," and I'm like, "How?" <laughs> If you're like, if, if, if well, you, know, they, they, you do find they were very aggressive, and they, um, I don't know if they're less aggressive, but I know I've won um, another co host of a podcast I do, and he's grandfathered into a HubSpot, and he, he, he only pays like $50 a month. So, yeah, so that's certainly not a plan that they provide anymore. <laughs> no, no. But I know when they were first in the market, they, they were much more aggressive about their pricing and they're prepared to do deals, which you don't get that impression now that they are. We're going to go for our break, folks. So I've got some more questions for Adrian about CMSs and this whole world of marketing automation. We'll be back in a few moments. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WPTonic as your trusted white-label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WPTonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WPTonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. Before I start off, I want to talk about our next sponsor, which is Groundhog. Now, if you're looking for a native client, and I had been looking at various ones for a period of time, and then Groundhog came on my radar and I thought, and I met Adrian and I thought, fantastic. We've got a serious developer here, somebody that's really committed and we're going to get a quality product and we need it in the part of the WordPress ecosystem. And that's what Adrian and his team have produced. I, I personally believe it's the top quality native CRM system on the market at the present moment. I think Adrian and his team are dedicated to improving it. It's fantastic value as well. And it offers an interface that I feel, and it is in the eye of the beholder, a much easier to use interface than some of the other CRMs that we've been talking about in the first half of the show. Now, if that interests you and for your clients, and it should, I suggest you go over to Groundhog and have a look at their packages, try one of them out, and I think you're going to be blown away. And also tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. Now, um, Another question that um, I've had a few, I've been really blessed because I've been really busy the past month, Adrian, with new clients um, for WP Tonic. But I've had a couple of clients actually ask me um, this question. Um, what is the, how can you use this stack and what are the differences in this stack? And what they're talking about is Groundhog, WP Fusion 
and and canny our automator so you know i think they've been going to the same webinars that we've been hosting or um, been going to or promoting and they see these three great automation companies um can you explain how you know first of all can you use all three together logically to really improve your marketing automation and then can you give some quick insight on how that would be achieved yeah so uh number one so i'm getting these questions and uh, i I've, I've given them my explanation what i think but i would love yours so uh mark so wp fusion and uncanny automator both have marketing automation plastered on the website uh, so much in the way, same way that marketing automation or CRM can mean a couple of things. Marketing automation can also mean a few things. So the kind of marketing automation that Groundhog provides as part of the CRM component uh, is the timing of emails. So email marketing, the scheduling of, of text messages, and essentially creating a customer communication channel in order to keep the conversation between you and your audience constant so that you're always remaining top of mind so you can... Yeah, I see Groundhog as the kind of trigger engine. It's, you know, if this happens and this happens, do this. Um, you can also it, look at it as, as the single source of truth. So where all your data comes from in order to make things happen. Uh, at the end of the day, it really comes down to Groundhog and marketing automation tools like it Infusionsoft, ActiveCampaign, Keep, HubSpot, etc., are all designed in order to maintain a constant customer communication. So you're always top of mind. And then whenever they make a buying decision, you're there, right? It's about being there when they make that purchasing decision. A great example of this would be a cart abandonment sequence where someone goes to your website, they add something to the cart, and then their mom calls and they forget about it, right? An hour later, uh, there was a timed email that is sent out from Groundhog that says, hey, listen, you left these things in your cart. Click here to recover your cart and then go make the purchase. Well, without that email, they may have never made that purchase or at least made it at a much, much later date. But we want it, you know, we want it now. So that's, that's what marketing automation from the CRM context looks like. WP Fusion is another marketing automation tool. However, it is not a source of truth. Uh, what they focus on is what we call marketing automation integration. Uh, they integrate uh, plugins together uh, with your CRM of choice. So basically what they do is they handle the passing and the syncing of data between multiple platforms or, or multiple other tools with your single source of truth, which would always be your CRM, right? Your contacts database. That's where you keep the data and then you use that data in the relationship or in the conversation so that you can keep that going. So that's what WPFusion does is they take data from other places and then they stick it in the CRM and then the secret CRM will give WPFusion data and they'll go stick it in other places. And they do they, that by offering um, a sophisticated tag, tagging platform. Would I be correct in saying that? I mean, they do it in a variety of ways. Tags is one of them. They have webhooks. They have, they have a variety of tools in order to make that happen. Uncanny Automator is very similar. They also do automation, although they can automate things beyond the customer conversation. Uh, so they can hook into a lot of different platforms and plugins 
uh, so they can go from, let's say, gravity forms to um, Lifter LMS, and then Lifter LMS to Groundhog, and then Groundhog to Google Sheets. They can do a lot of cool stuff for, for that kind of automation where you're automating very specific tasks. So it's like if someone fills out this form, go add a Google spreadsheet somewhere so that the salesperson can view it there. For example, is something that Uncanny, uh, Uncanny Automator would be able to accomplish. So it's not necessarily marketing automation, although you can use it for that purpose, but it's really more akin to a tool like Zapier where you're automating uh, very specific things. So it's basically like no code for making things happen. Yeah, that's what I've been saying, not as elegant as uh, you've just described it. I just say to people that Uncanny L is the Zapier of WordPress. Yeah, you know. I, that's really how I would I would qualify it. WP Fusion is not at that higher kind of abstraction level. They take it down a notch and they say, what we do is we specifically sync data between your CRM and your other website properties. So if you have an LMS and you have WooCommerce and you have Lifter and you have Gravity Forms and you have all of these different things and that are taking data. you want to move specific data from... We want to make sure that all of the data across all of your website properties is consistent so that the user experience remains consistent and they, they manage that process. And the Groundhog is the active campaign, the other CRM that you compete with, but you're a native solution. So that's your spot in in these free plugins. Right. And Groundhog acts as the uh, the custodian of all of that customer data uh, so that other plugins and other softwares and services can use that data in order for their customer experiences. And then you can also design your own customer relationship experiences within Groundhog itself using the funnel builder. Yeah. And um, your API and your openness, you know, is that another factor that people should be aware of? Like other um, WordPress, you know, um, you know, it's easier if you ever wanted to move your data for Groundhog, it's going to be a lot easier than some of the other um, SaaS systems. Would I be correct in saying that? I think so. Um, I mean, one of the, one of the unique features that Groundhog offers is that the barrier to entry for creating your own applications based on Groundhog is very low because it's open source and there's lots of REST API and there's lots of plugin filters and, and we use the plugins API pretty much everywhere. So you can, it's easy to hook in your own systems and processes and then build applications based on Groundhog and your own custom, uh, your own custom user experiences based on Groundhog. Uh, so if that's something that you're interested in, Groundhog makes it really easy to do that and the process of moving over because we have a lot of these tools available is a little bit easier than say migrating to uh, something like active campaign from um, from infusionsoft one of the other ways that would make it easier is uh, you know unlike all of the other CRMs which have something in common which is scaled pricing so the larger your list is the more you pay that is something consistent across all SaaS CRM and marketing automation providers. I call it the success tax because you get charged more based on the size of your list, which is not actually a, uh, an accurate reflection of how well you are doing as a business. You can have $50,000 for 50,000 people on a list and make no money from that, right? So the fact that they charge more 
is really just a tax on, it's a, it's a superfluous tax, basically, um, that has no real implication in terms of their cost of supporting you, right? They pay the same in resources if you have a 500-person list or a 50,000-person list. And if they do have a difference, it's marginal, because you know the, the 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 difference in like database sizes for contact records is kilobytes. It's nothing, right? Oh. It's like super small. <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna end it there for the podcast part of the show. Got got a couple of announcements. Adrian is leaving us for a little while. I've burnt him out. He's mentally exhausted and trying to cope with me, listeners and viewers. Uh, um, so he's, he's begs, he's begs that he have a little break from me for a month to two months, haven't you, Adrian? No, yeah. actually, he's actually um, having this big, um, imp- um, I wouldn't say improvements is the right word, but there's a lot of work going in the background at the present moment to make groundhog even more powerful and agent has is having to focus his time and energies on the management and also the working of these improvements that would be correct wouldn't it be agent we're 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 making big investments and and big moves into improving the usability uh, of our product and overall improving the user experience uh, by the end of this year, we should have something uh, that revolutionizes the way that people can experience and build marketing automation from their WordPress website. Uh, I mean, we already did that technically because we're one of the only people that provide that in WordPress at the moment, uh, but we're going to outdo ourselves and, and try to make it even, even more intuitive and provide people with nothing short of the, the best features that they might expect from Active Campaign or HubSpot or, or businesses with legions of developers and millions of dollars to spend. Uh, we're, we're going to try to do our best to bring those experiences down to the WordPress level and make them as accessible as possible to yeah. everyone who uses our products. Really and that exciting. requires a little bit more time and commitment from me uh, in order to facilitate that. So I will be taking a short hiatus while while we work on that and get the yes. ball rolling. Stephen, um, if you listen to my roundtable show, and you should do, Stephen, one of our regular panelists, will be taking over Adrian's shoes for like one or two months. And then you plan on coming back, don't you, Adrian? Yes, I do. I will return. Uh, um, um, I'll be back. I'll, <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, um, so um, we announced that Stephen, we'll be having a discussion with Stephen next week and we're going to be talking about everything around hosting. Um, anything, um, if you've got any questions about hosting, send them in before next week's show. Um, we record these on Thursdays. So um, send that in and I'll we will answer your questions, but we will be delving deep into hosting. Um, a, a final announcement. Um, on the 6th of October, Tuesday, the 6th of October at 9am, me and Adrian will be doing one of our other web, our regular web webinars. We did our first one last month. It was a great success. 
Um, I didn't butt in too much. Adrian <laughs> managed to keep the flow, and I thought we covered a lot of stuff around using Groundhog with um, your learning management system and making it more profitable. But we covered other areas, so it's going to be a feast uh, around marketing automation in general. You're also going to be able to um, ask uh, Adrian questions uh, about Groundhog and automation in general. It, it's a, a, it'd be a great hour plus. So like I say, that's on Tuesday the 6th of October. How do you sign up? Basically, you just go to the WP Tonic website and on the main navigation Right on the far right, there's a button that says free webinar. You click that and you will be able to be signed up and um, you will be able to join us. So um, thank you so much for being my co-host. You're not going away, you're coming back. Um, And just thanks for your help, Adrian. It's been a blast so far. Likewise. Right, we will see you next week, folks, for another WP Tonic show. See you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.